What is up, everybody? Welcome to the TJTV podcast, only on Spotify and Google Podcasts. How is everyone doing on this beautiful day? Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, man, what a great week it's been. It's been a really... It's been a really interesting week so far, aside from the whole homecoming game at Westchester that happened this past weekend, me losing again in fantasy football. It's just been a very interesting week. And, you know, usually I do two episodes a day, but since it's just been such a crazy, hectic week for me, I only did one episode this week. I'm going to come back and do two. I also have a Halloween interview I'm going to be talking about. And actually, before I get on with this interview that I had, Last night, I was doing Lyft, and I was talking with this guy who was into, like, conspiracy theories, and I was telling him about all the conspiracy theories of TV shows, like, that people have made about TV shows, like Rugrats, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Pokemon, so there's going to be a whole episode dedicated on conspiracy theories because of the spooky season that has come, and, you know, with Halloween right around the corner, it's literally like four weeks away, I'm going to be reviewing and redoing every Halloween movie ever made. Meaning, I'm going to be reviewing Halloween 1978 to Halloween Resurrection to the Rob Zombie remakes to Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. I'm going to be reviewing these movies. And it's going to be two movies a day. And I'm also going to maybe review like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, it, I want to get back into doing movie reviews on Halloween because that was something that was most notable for me back in 2016 when I did it on Facebook. So I think it would be a really cool, really good, a really good idea um, to do it. So yeah. But in any event, if you guys are new, smash the like, subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. And also, we have an interview tonight. And I have to say, when I was doing this interview last night, I thought it was only going to be an hour. It was an hour and 30 minutes that I talked with this person. And I met her at work, not physically. When I used to work at JBR, I would do these events when um, I would be over the board. And basically, she came over the board to talk just for like maybe five seconds. And then, you know, we just started talking, found her on Facebook. And I was like, you know what? You have a pretty good story. Why don't we just talk about it? So Jordan, Jordan Klupp is my interview tonight. It's a really good one. I really enjoyed it. So we're going to have her on. I'm going to play a couple songs. And so yeah, let's get ready. Jordan Klupp is coming on the show. Fun interview. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get on with the interview. I'm going to play a song and then we'll be back in just a second. Only on the TJTV podcast.
All right, we are back. Man, I love this song. Such a great song. All right. Oh, looks like Jordan's coming on Zoom. All right. Let's get started with this interview. Enough of this. All right, I'm here with Jordan Colup, who has a podcast, and she's a dancer and much more. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing good. So how'd you get into dancing and all the stuff that you do? <laughs> well, I went to a like dance class for like friends, kind of. And my friend brought me because like you get to bring in your friends to dance class. And I went and I really enjoyed it. So then the next year I enrolled in it. And then ever since then, it just took off. Who got so was dancing your first love or no? No, um, I did softball, but I was the kid that kind of I was the kid that like played um in the outfield and didn't do anything and didn't. Yeah, I was that kid. So I didn't like softball. And then I switched into dance. Dance took over like my whole entire life after that. Um, I did, I think it was my second year of dance. And I got onto the competition team. So I've been a competitive dancer for nine years and then 13 years of like regular wow. dance. So you've been going to like a lot of competitions and stuff too. Oh yeah, tons. Did you ever do... Did you ever go to the convention center in Philly and dance there? No, I did not. But I, I always heard things about it. But we never had time because we did three or four dance classes. I mean, dance competitions and also dance classes took over my whole entire week. So I go to school and then I come back home. I would eat real quick, get ready for dance. And I'd be at dance for three to four hours at a time. Ouch. <laughs> That's yeah. an the entire four-hour shift of working. Yeah, that was basically, and I was at like eight and nine, and it just perfectly, it just got so much worse. It was a lot for me to handle. Was it? But then, yeah, because like I was exhausted, so then I wake up for school. I'm like, I don't want to go to school, and then redo it like every week for like years, 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 and then my senior year, 2021, 22, um, I did all of it since COVID, I did everything normally like I used to. And then that was really hard for me because I was in COVID. So like we didn't have anything. We had dance classes online. So like I would go on Zoom and then just dance. And then that was just every week still. And then we couldn't do competitions. So then it got a lot harder. And so then we kind of had to stop. And then I did more of it after COVID. And then I did my last full year, and then I was a dance teacher last year, and then this year I work front desk, and I'm also a dance teacher still, kind of. So, yeah. So you're pretty you have a jam packed schedule. I do. Yes, yeah, I do. Now I was gonna say, like with the dance competitions, I used to work in Philly at the Marriott, and we would see a lot of the dancers and the parents, and I mean. I didn't think dancing was that competitive until I saw the parents like really go at it with other parents. It was bad. So I could, I, I think could I danced once in the Marriott. What was that? I think I danced once in the Marriott. Once at the Marriott? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, like yeah, it's it, insane. And dance moms go at each other. 
Yeah, no, I I got into an argument with one because she dropped her $300 bottle of wine because she put it on top of the luggage cart and she dropped it. I'm just like, well, that's not my fault. And she yelled at me. And her daughter was petrified, probably. Yeah, usually when, like, the parents fight, the girls usually cry. But yeah. then, like... They get back in the studios and then they don't see each other for a while and then they're fine again. So it's 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 a different there's patterns. I've seen it a lot, but at the same time, dance is like it is very competitive and it's very hard. Were your was your mom that like dance mom that got into it with other people? No. My mom didn't take anything from anyone. My mom was born and raised in Philly, so she's very stubborn and she has this attitude where she's like, No one's gonna mess with me. Or my daughter. So, like, everyone kind of knew her and knew how, like, strong she was. And was just like, no. Like, she just had this attitude the whole time. So, like, people never really started with any of us. I mean, I've seen it in my dance, like, competition teams since I was on two. Um, it got better. And a lot of moms, like, got used to each other a lot more. But it wasn't really, like, our moms fighting. It was always, like... Um, our mom one of our moms and then the other dance studios moms going at each other yeah like we full on like physical fighting not physical but like a lot of like you know verbally saying stuff but it depends on who started first but usually we never started it so we were fine with that gotcha yeah no that's yeah. I've I've seen I've seen things at the Marriott when it came to dancers I mean because we've had a lot of dance competitions when I used to work there. We had competitions for, um, you know, at the convention center for something or during Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving was a big deal for dancers back in the day. I don't know if it still is, but that was many yeah. years. That's like, that was because there's most charity. So like one big charity that a lot of studios do in Delaware County is Dancing for Life. And basically um every year actually it's kind of weird my dance teachers um I think aunt or husband's aunt does dancing for life so she runs it all and she's been doing it for years and she's had so many dance like teams and dance studios come together and then just throw a big show together and like there would be a show at like the one o'clock and then the 5 p.m so basically I was in it last year. I've been in it my whole life, but last year was like my last final time. So, but it's basically for like women who has cancer or anything like tragic, obviously that happened or anything that like just to raise money for them. Um, so that's a big one. It's always in November, always in November. So I know it's like right before Thanksgiving. And then like sometimes dance studios get asked to be in the Thanksgiving parade down in Philly. So that's also a big, I, like, that's big if you were getting asked to do that. So it's kind of, like, all mixed together. Yeah, that, like, you, I'm going to close my window for a second. Yeah. Hey, event. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, dance, dance is very, it's very competitive, and I know it's a lot of money, but I also can tell it's a lot of work depending on what you do. I mean, what what kind of like what do you dance to like do you dance do you like do hip hop or pop like what's the dance that you do I guess <laughs> um I do hip hop I do jazz I do ballet I did modern I did tap when I was a kid 
So, and then I tab kind of stopped. And then I did, yeah. So I basically did modern, um, ballet, hip hop. Um, and then I also had jazz. And then I would come into like my competition rehearsals and practices. So it was kind of just like I was at competition rehearsals or at like regular rehearsals. And then mm. sometimes they would like go back to back. So I would do my ballet class and then I'd hop in right in the competition or rehearsal. So it was kind of crazy, but um, I loved it. I, it was stressful, but it was definitely worth it because I like doing it. And I still do it sometimes. Like I said, I still have myself surrounded with the dance community. I uh, work at my dance studio, 313 Dance Company. I'm a front desk now. And then I'm like a sub for like assistant teaching um and yeah I've been teaching for a little bit too so it's kind of just I always been around kids like all my life like my little kid like my little cousins they're like babies still so I kind of just and I'm the only child so <laughs> kids was just like a big part of my life basically for a while do you like teaching kids um yeah I like it it's fun because it's just like how they react to things. It's like so cute, especially like when we like tell them their recital dance or what dance we're doing like for the day or something. It's like so cute to see, especially the little two-year-olds. They come in and they're like, what is this place? Yeah, I I did karate for 12 years. And when it came to teaching kids, some of them didn't have the, I don't know, like I'm like, I guess you could say I'm kind of like the hard teacher, like the mean one, because I was the type like we got to get work done. But all the kids didn't like the way I taught because I was always like no joking around. We got to do it this way, this way. And then they, yeah, I just didn't want to do it anymore after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, kids are good. They're stubborn. They're very stubborn, especially while teaching. But we always got it together. We'd always have fun first. But dance class, like. For the little ones it's basically fun 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 and then like they start learning their recital dances and that's kind of when we like start really like you know working on a little bit more but we still like have to have some fun because they because like little kids now like they can't just stay in a straight line that whole time so you kind of have to like put like activities in between so i think that's what happened with me and that's what basically I did. I would put activities in the, in between, and then we go into the recital dance. But actually, some of them love the recital dance, so they're so excited to do it. But I think the finale that we learn every year that makes brings the whole dance team together, dance studio, I guess you could say, that's what they love because it's just like so upbeat, and they're just jumping around. Right. Where's dance studio, anyways? I've even never heard of that place. Three thirteen. Yeah. Um, it's new. It's in Prospect Park. Um, this is their third or fourth year doing it. Um, I've been with my dance teachers for a while. So we moved from a dance studio to their own dance studio. And then they did it all from there. And they've gotten a lot of growth and a lot of people there. So you're from yeah. Delco. I am from Delco. That's where I'm from. I grew up in yes. Collins. I'm from Delco. Sadly. Okay, that? no. I grew up born and raised in Delco. 
Yeah, I grew I grew up my whole life in Collingdale, and I moved to Westchester, but uh, I wanted to get out. So I'm guessing you went to Interborough. No, I went to Springfield. So I went from Drexel Hill and I moved to Springfield. Okay. And then, but my dad went to Innerboro, like he went to Norwood, then he went to Innerboro. So he's been there, all, he was always there. So he graduated from there and my aunts and um did. And then my mom was in Philly, then got transferred up in Drexel Hill and then went to the Upper Darby High School. And then right. we were living with my grandparents for a while and they were like, we're, we're not sending her to Upper Darby. So we're going to go to like Springfield. And also I was living with my grandparents and my parents. So we were like, we got to find our own house, obviously. And so we found our own house and then my parents got married. And then I actually had a surprise wedding dance for my grandparents with my dance teachers for their wedding, for the reception. So it's kind of been all, all over. One, but yes, I, went to, I graduated from Springfield. Okay, yeah, I went to Academy Park, if you know where that's at. Yeah, I do know. Yeah. 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 Delco is a weird place. Like, I know a lot of people love it, but I, I hate it. I, I hate going back. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. But... Um, see, like, I lived here all my life. And, like, you know, you just, you know, I just got used to it. I got used to all of it. And now I'm just like, all right, like I see something on the street. I'm like, all right, like normal. Like it's no. just so normal. <laughs> it's just like, obviously, like I would love to get out of Delco, but like I'm very, very Delco. I'm very Delco. So I'm like, there's no point. Well, what's what's so, very. Because like, so we're very Delco. Because you're, I'm like, oh, I think I'm like 10 years older than you at this point because Delco was a certain thing when I was your age and now, or now it's like probably different from what I grew up with. Yeah. Now Delco's trashier here. Yeah. Um, Generations, obviously. Kind of went downhill. But um, I don't know. I just think they're just crazy. Yeah. Like, Delco's just crazy. They're loud. They're crazy. They love their Phillies or their sports or anything like that. Or Eagles, Flyers, 76ers, everything. But, like, I love that because, like, that's me. So, I don't know. I just think they're just loud. And I'm very loud. And I have definitely got a Delco accent. Especially now my parents are like, damn, that was so Delco. And I was like, I know. I'm sorry. You raised me here. I don't even know if I have the accent. Everyone says I, I have a different accent. I mean, it's weird. I don't think I have one. But I've been out no. of Delco. See, I just developed one. My family's very Delco. So, especially my dad. Yeah. Delco. My mom's the same way. My yeah. mom my mom lived in Sharon Hill her whole life. Or, well, until she met my dad and we lived in Collingdale for a bit. But, yeah, I just... My mom's Delco, and my sister, oh, she's too Delco for me. It's it's to the point where, like, I get so annoyed with her being Delco. And my oldest sister, she hates Delco people, which is understandable. So. Yeah, I definitely see, like, 
Being in Upper Darby School District and going to Springfield, it was kind of a hard change for me because I was so used to having my friends at Upper Darby and like all of it. And then kind of Springfield happened and I was like, these kids are mean. And that's why I kind of did my podcast. So not outing them, but that's the, the reason why the, I got started with my podcast. The kids in Springfield are mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're mommy and daddy's pride and joy. Got, they got Jeeps, Range Rovers. I brought a Kia Soul to school. The box Kia Soul. I have so many to say about Springfield that I I used to work there and the people there were so oh man, I could I could write a book about these people. That's how much I hate. <laughs> and it's not all Springfield people. Like I had a I had a couple of teachers at Academy Park that lived in Springfield, they were nothing like the people I met. I mean, I, I worked at um, Springfield Hospital for about two, three years, I think, before I was a manager there for the parking pe for, uh, the parking company. And those people were so mean. The, their intelligence level went out the window. Um, I remember I, I pulled into a parking spot and some lady said I hit her car. There's no marks on her car. She called her husband. Her husband got pissed. Um, I turned my headlights on once to uh, see, you know, in the dark. And someone from Springfield said, "Don't flash your lights at me. I'm rich." I was like, "Oh, I'm like, well, okay." Uh, they're very the people out there. Not everybody, but most of the people out there are assholes. I'll admit. <laughs> so I feel your pain. Yes, not everybody. I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying Springfield is the worst, because it's not, obviously. It is very safe here in some things, but I don't know. I see, I love the side I live on because it's very quiet, because, like, you got the loud kind of side of Springfield, and you have, like, the quiet side of Springfield, and, like, the, I don't even know. But I live where it's nice and quiet, so, like, I don't mind. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. But, um, yeah, so the kids there were kind of, they were not nice to me, obviously. That's why I started podcast, this podcast, well, my podcast. But um, I grew from it, and, like, now they see me and what I do, and they're like, wow. Who would have known? Because I've never known either. I would have never known. So that's something I wanted to talk to you about, too, because, you know, I'm sure everyone's been bullied in their lifetime, but you made a transition from Upper Darby School District and going to Springfield, which is a whole different ballgame. And as you as you know, and I know, the kids in Spring, you know, the kids in Springfield are very uh, high class, or they want to be high class, I guess. So, yeah. what grade were you when you moved from uh, Upper Darby? Like, what was it in high school or before that? No elementary school. Um, fourth grade, I started my first year in Springfield, and then I've been there ever since. Okay. So, yeah. And then when did the bullying start? Like, how did it all happen? Um, I think definitely in middle school. That's when it started happening in, like, sixth grade, and then, like, it kind of varied. But then freshman year came about, and it was the worst time I've ever had and I will keep saying it that I'm so glad I'm out of high school but um 
so freshman year, um, I was obviously, I was like, well, I think 14 or 15. And you're starting at this new school. You have braces on now. So like everyone from eighth grade saw you with no braces and then you had braces. So that was also kind of a thing, but they were just rude. Like they would just like, I was obviously like, I couldn't find my friend group. And I was with a friend group who never really invited me to things. Like they did for a while, then they stopped and there was rumors about me and all this stuff. So um, basically it was really hard for me. I never went to school. Like so serious, I never went to school. I never ate in the lunchroom. I already, I just ate by myself because I was so scared. I was scared because I'm tiny and I'm just came out of eighth grade and I'm like, okay. And they're like, high school's going to be so fun. Like, honey, you're going to love it. And I'm like, uh-uh. Um, so freshman year, I did all seven periods. And then, so like being there all day was exhausting for me because like I'd get dirty looks in the hallways. I'd get people come out to me saying, hey, like someone said you did this or someone said, I'm like, no, I didn't. I don't talk to anyone. What are you hearing this from? So basically after, I also got my Instagram hacked. Um, someone, I don't know who was in like my grade, put like fake nudes on the internet to like my dance teachers, like to everyone that I knew. So I had boys coming up to me like, Hey, like you have such a nice body. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that was not my body. Like, obviously I found out who did it, not found out who did it, but I knew what they did. And then I was like, you know, no. No way. So basically during Christmas break, I was dealing with like getting new Instagram accounts, trying to figure everything out. Like there was a lot of drama. Like it was a like it was a mess. Like I would come home sick to my stomach, anxiety. I would always get a guidance counselor. Like I'm not going to class. I'd walk out of class. Like it just gave me like I just couldn't do it anymore. So that's when I barely went. I'd start going to the nurse like I don't feel good, like which I didn't. And um. I had, I got a lot of truancy letters, and then I finished out my school year, freshman year, and then sophomore year, um, which really helped me was I did Votech, and basically it's a Votechnical school where, it's a tech school, you can go to Fallcroft or Aston, I went to Aston for um, cosmetology, and basically I'd go to Springfield for four days of my time, like four my uh, periods would go four periods and then I'd leave, get lunch, get on the bus and go and go to cosmetology and tech. And that's what helped me out a lot was because I wasn't just sitting in Springfield that whole day. Like I got out, I went there for in the morning time, 11 o'clock came, I got my lunch, I went back, I went on the bus and I went to Votech. And um, the girls at Votech were nice. You know, I had my little friend group. I had this friend group. I loved it. I love, that's how... I started going to school more. Um, and then sophomore year was like still eh. Like it was still like people were like really, you know, but they didn't see me as much as they did for freshman year. So they had nothing to say about me. They didn't see me. They they don't, they never see me. They never saw me. So then junior year came about and then I switched programs to early childhood for and since I was like a little girl, kindergarten to like freshman year, I thought I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a preschool teacher or a kindergarten teacher. So I went to early childhood program, which I found my bestest friend there. So um, I loved the teacher, Miss S. Oh, 
she was my favorite. Um, and then I got better. And then senior year, I graduated. And obviously, I graduated from Votech. I graduated from Springfield. And then that's when it started getting better for me. It's got- like junior year, senior year. So. So were your last two years were like getting better from high school? Yeah. Yeah, they got better for me. Like I, like I didn't talk to anyone from school really. I didn't do a lot. Like I didn't go to no clubs. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna go to school, do what I need to do, come home, go to dance, and then do that routine. And that's what I did. And then um, senior year came about, and then graduated. Ask me how my grades were so good all four years. I don't. I have no idea. But at least I just got my grades up and kept going. But me being there, that was rough. No, it seems rough. I mean, I never got my Instagram hacked or anything. But, like, what, did people try to pick fights with you, like fist fights with you, too? or? No, not really. I mean, like, there's some kind of, like, group of people that I was like, yo, they told me they're going to jump me. I'm not going to be here for that because I don't know how to fight. I was so young and so innocent at the time, and I, like, Obviously, like, now I think about it, I'm like, Jordan, are you serious? You're going to let them bother you? But since I was so young, I was just so scared of everything. I was a tiny little person, and, like, I was I was tiny, like, I was short. Everyone was, like, always so tall, and it was just, like, what if they did something? What if I couldn't stop them? What if? It was kind of like all the what ifs, but then I told my mom about it, and then my mom contacted school, and there's like, are you going to do anything about this? And then I kind of went from there. Did the school do anything? So, um, not really. Schools, like public school, I feel like any type of schools, like they say they're going to handle it and then they just let it go. They yeah. Just it out by itself. But I, I don't think it should be like that, especially like with my generation, it should not be like that. Even with like, my younger cousin like it just should not be like that so don't you hate that though because like a lot of schools say they're going to do something and then they don't do it and it could cause someone to go and you know cause a school shooting to say the least i mean that's throughout because i feel like the school doesn't really care until you go to the district and then the district will say they're going to do something. And then until something happens, that's when they actually enforce like a rule or a law or something. You know? Yeah, that's kind of what happened. Like I would, I was getting frustrated about it. I was getting mad. I was getting upset because I'm like, so you're going to tell me that I got to sit here with these kids that are bothering me and then have anxiety class, anxiety class, yeah, anxiety attacks during school. And then, like, be fine. Oh, no. So every time I had a problem, I'd go up there and I'd start something. I'm like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I started not to care. So I got into the point where in this, like, phase where I was like, I don't care. Like, I just don't care anymore. Like, I couldn't. I can't do anything about it. These are the kids. These are who I have. These are the assholes I have to go to school with. I can't do anything about it. That's their actions and not mine. So I kind of started to really just see things a lot more clear as I was getting older and like maturing a lot. So that's when I just put on my face of I don't care face. And then that's just how I felt comfortable 
is just like putting my I don't care face on and just just going through the day just going through the day and just getting through it now during your senior year when you were going to school for four hours did kids still bother you or no um no I don't think no I wouldn't really say that because like they had nothing to bully me about they haven't seen me in the last three years until senior year where I had homeroom which I never went to homeroom or like I had well homeroom was just like different which I like I said I could not stand the people in my grade so I was not going to do that to myself so I and they my homeroom teacher would know and they would be like okay like that's fine like there are some teachers that are very understandable and there are some teachers were just so stubborn um I had a couple stubborn ones but mostly all caring and like understanding of who I am so that kind of helped me out a lot um but senior year helped me out a lot. I didn't really have a lot of issues because, like, I just didn't care. I started talking to this boy and all this stuff. So it kind of just, like, it just blocked. It just blocked everything. Right. Yeah. I uh, I kind of had the same. I mean, I didn't have the same thing that you had. I mean, I was bullied in middle school. But, like, once I got to high school, it was different, you know, for me at least. But you were an only child, so it's like you didn't really have anybody to talk to, I feel it. I mean, did you, you talk to your mom, I guess, but, like, it's, like, um, weird. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, it's like, I, I didn't tell her everything they used to say about me. I used to keep it to myself. And then, um, actually, the school counselor was, like, I think you need more than just me. Like, I think you need to go see a psychiatrist here. So then that's when I started seeing one and then it was helping out a lot because I could tell her my feelings and tell her how I feel. Even when I was having a mad, like I was mad or upset, I'd just be like, you know, I just go to her and she'd help me out to calm me down and she kind of helped me get through the day. And then obviously she left. So someone came new, came in and I was very stubborn senior year. And I was like, no, I'm not talking to her like no. But then, of course, she became like a really big part of my life because she helped me so much senior year. Like I saw her every week or every two other ever every other week, and then um actually, I so I lost my aunt back in senior year in February, so I missed a couple of like weeks because of that because it was very tragic whatever. So um I was like, Dad, I think I need to get a therapist after I graduate, and he was like, Okay, so now I have a therapist still because um. Like, I have trauma from me getting bullied. I have trauma from a lot of things, and especially with just them kids. Like, I do have trauma from that. So, we're I'm still working on it and, like, not letting anything bother me and, like, trying to get over things. But it's, like, slowly, like, I'm slowly growing from it. So, you've had a lot of trauma growing up. Yeah. From, like, getting bullied. Yeah. Like, my, like, home life, fine. Perfect. I was the only child, spoiled. But um, I also was around adults all my life. So I was a lot more mature than some of my other, like the other kids in my grade. So they see me do something and like, they would think it's weird because I'm not doing what they're doing. And I'm doing it to completely different because that's how I learned. So like my parents were 19 and 20 when they had me. So like I was around adults all of my life when like when we lived in an apartment like their friends were always over playing with me like 
I was always sitting down with them. Like, I just grew up that way. It was just with all adults. And then, like, obviously I had, like, a young, older cousin, Michael, who's, like, 24 now. But he, like, he was, like, 10 at the time. So he was the only older cousin that would, you know, bully me, bully me, mess around with me. And, of course, I was at the age of four and five. And I was like, I'm telling on you. And I was a snitch back then. But I kind of saw him as always a big brother to me. Like, I still go to him sometimes, like, especially, like, everything. Like, I'm transitioning so much in my life with jobs and all of like that. So it's kind of like I still have him there because, like, we're both kind of doing it. So, um, like, he's trying to – he just graduated Penn State for anyone. So oh. last year. So he's still trying to figure out what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, and how he wants to figure everything out. And I'm just like, me too. That's that – I'm in the same boat. We have another cousin that – is a freshman in high school so that's different then we have two younger like we have two younger cousins because me and michael are actually only childs and then the other three are siblings so michael kind of understands me a lot because like he grew up with that too so we're kind of just in the same boat so i always called him like an older brother and then yeah but being a my child, I was just, I was always still happy when I came home. Like, they would know something's wrong. They could read me, my parents. They were like, no, you better tell me it's wrong. And then I bust out in tears. But like I said, it got better. And I just started not to care. And I started to just be myself a lot more. Like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't care. And then I, I was done high school, went to Adelaide County Community College. And then I was like, nope not doing this again so obviously thank god I had a choice on if I wanted to do that or not so obviously I was I did one semester and I was like I'm done I can't do it nope school that school environment was just not for me 13th grade at all yeah I could not do it did you see the kids that you went to school with there some and I just like nope no thank you no thank you I was like ugh. Because I came, I didn't have a break. So, like, after my senior year, like, that September, like, I think probably before I started college, well, Delaware County, I had got my braces off. So, like, they didn't know who I was because I had my braces on all four years and I got them off last year. So, they're, like, looking at me, like, just jaw-dropping. And I'm, like, what? I got my braces off. What? What? What is it? What is it now? But it was not really anything. They just didn't know who I was. Wow. So you had them on all yeah. four. That's. Is that. I never. Because my sister had huh? braces. It's like having braces on for four years normal. Because my sister had them, but I can't remember to. No. No, so my teeth were a little bit more stubborn. I had to get a lot of surgeries. <laughs> yeah, surgeries and stuff. So they had to like thread like my teeth together. Right. Basically like chain them and like thread them to like the placement. So it was rough. I had my overbite was so bad to the point where I had to get springs in my mouth too. So they were so painful. Like, and I 
grew tolerance for obviously like my braces and like my teeth but that was really hard for me that was so hard for me is the braces and I also I also got bullied because of my teeth and I'm like and what I always said to some of them I was like I don't care they're getting fixed do you see and then they all just would look at me and then give a dirty look and just leave and I'm like exactly exactly now I know how to really stick up for myself a lot more because in this world you're gonna have to do that for yourself because you only have yourself in some situations so that's kind of how I learned and I'm very independent very independent I'm very like I don't really usually need anything I usually just figure it out on my own really wow yeah See, I, I envy people who are close with their parents because I like I was close with close with my mom for a little bit. And then like once I hit high school, I wasn't really close with her. And same with my dad. Like my parents never really cared if I got bullied or anything. It was just like, yeah, you just gotta deal with it. And it's like, okay, like, well, what are we gonna do about this? And like my I had a sister, like two older sisters. One sister lived far away. And my oldest sister was in Westchester. So it's kind of like she couldn't really be there to help out if I was in trouble. You know, it was just a really weird time for me growing up. Yeah. And I wish I kind of had like all my friends had like great relationships with their dads. I don't like I have a cordial relationship, but not a good one. Like, like I think the the only thing my dad and I really used to do, we used to go to the movies and maybe like talk about a TV show, and we don't do that. That like we rarely do that. You know, yeah, I I'm more closer with my dad and my mom, obviously, because like I'm still I'm 19, so like we still bicker a lot. Like that's what girls obviously like. I don't know if your sisters ever like that too, you're, like your mom or anything. Because we're the same people, me and my mom, too. Yeah. So sometimes, but I am very close to both of my parents, which I'm grateful for. Like, sometimes, like, you know, like, I'll be in my mood. I'm like, just stop. Just stop. But, like, either way, I still talk about it with them. But also, like, my mom just couldn't stand me coming home miserable and crying every night because I did not want to go to school. I would wake up crying because I would not want to go to school. Like, it was just, like, an always thing where I, was, I just don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then, like, sometimes they just let me stay home because they can't. What else can they do? Right. Like, they've been forcing me for so many years, like, and it starts getting a lot of exhausting. Like, I call my dad, I'm not going in today. Or, like, I would miss the bus for me not to go. Purposely. Purposely, because I'm, I did not want to go. But then I think junior and senior year, I was like, I got to go in. I got to just do it. Like, I got to. Like, and I started was getting worried, like, if I was missing too much, like, I was, like, freaking out after that. And then I was fine, you know. Like, sometimes, like, if I was sick or, like, if I was, like, parent, like, I was, like, dad, I just need a mental health day. I need to just calm down. Like, and, like, if I didn't miss a lot of school, he'd let me. Because, obviously, I feel like parents should, especially nowadays, have mental health days for their children. Because they're going to school, 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 school. You don't know what's going on there. You don't know anything. Like, it, what if they're just exhausted? So, um, I just think, like, obviously, like, I wake when I have a kid. Well, not anytime soon. Um, I just want to have days, like, I want them to be able to come talk to me. 
and I want them to be able to have some mental health days if they need it because what I went through was a lot and I don't know how I got through it but I did but it was I just hated it it was the worst it was the I will say this if someone was like would you rather go back to school or just work I'm like work I would yeah. never work back yeah I I agree with that I'd rather work <laughs> I mean I was I always think about this too like whenever I I always think like do I want to go back to school I'm just like no I, I don't really want to go back because like you're just you're stressing yourself out over nothing like i feel like I, and I, school is only important for a few things but you don't really need a piece of paper to grab like to do what you want to do i mean no. yeah it's pointless i mean with me i was actually lucky i got to go to westchester but i dropped out and uh, i moved out of my parents house about a year a year after, just because I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take the university lifestyle. It wasn't fun. Yeah, I'm actually, my best friend now goes to Westchester, so I'm always up there bothering her because we call her my MVP. So, like, when I was going through all that, she was there for me every step. I think that's what it made it easier, too, is having somewhere, someone there for you. And that's, like, when she we started really being friends. So, like, I appreciate that so much because I was going through it. Like, if I needed time in the bathroom, I was like, please come to the bathroom. Like, I didn't talk to you. She would get up out of class and come talk to me because, obviously, she was like, oh, something went down. Like, I have to make sure she's okay. But she actually goes to Westchester now. And them, them kids are different. More different than high school. I'm like... So you're just gonna let her talk to you like that? <laughs> like I'm like, huh? But um, no, I like going up there. I like shopping up there, which is really bad because whenever I I just always shop, not all the time, but I just love going there. It's really pretty. But uh, yeah, I've been through the lifestyle like with her because I like I'll sleep over with her and then like we'll do stuff and I'm like, oh, there's no way I could be taking showers. So no way I can do that. I was like, then like just sleep with like just all these like random people and then like have them banging on your door at night I slept over her dorm one night in Westchester and these boys were banging the door and I was sleeping and I scared like scared me so much I was like like I was shaking like I was like oh my god like it was locked but they just bang on doors at like 2 a.m in the morning I'm like are you serious like I almost went like mom mode on them because out of the friend group, I am the mom, so you know. But it's okay to be. It's okay to be sometimes. I'm not a Karen, but I'm, I'm a mom, and so I take care. Like I'm always caring for my people. That's all. And I just was like, Megan was like, "Do not go out there." And I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "Do not do that. You'll embarrass me." And I'm like, "I don't care." But I didn't. I stayed cool. But I think now it's like I've been through so much to the point where I'm just like, I just don't care. Like, come to me, say something to me. I'd love for you to say something to me. But I don't know. But yeah, sorry. I got into a little detail. But Westchester is a lot different than what I'm used to. Did you go to the homecoming game? I did. The, this past one that wow. just happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was 
I was on the other side of the uh, bleachers because the Westchester kids took the whole bleachers and sort of the band. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, so I did that with her and it was like family like day, I think. It was two with homecoming. Um, but yeah, I mostly go up there a lot because I just miss her. I'm like, I need you home. I miss you. I want you to come home. But, um, but I have a, like, I have three, like, really, really close friends, so, and we're all, like, a friend group, so it's, it's nice to have at least two people here still with me and one up there, but, yeah, I go every weekend, mostly, check on her, clean her room, because it bothers me sometimes, so I just have to go clean her side of the room, mm. so just, like, you know, the mom that just comes in. But I think that's because I babysit, too. So, I like, ever since I started babysitting at a young age, too, I'm just, like, clean, clean, clean. Like, it has to be clean. Yeah. Do that today? Yes. Yeah, so, today on a normal day is tiring. So, today I woke up and I got my little kids, my little youngins, cousins, to, um... I think it's, it's called Literary Center. Literary, oh my God, I cannot talk. In elementary school. So I put one on the bus, took one to school, 7 a.m. in the morning, and I'm like halfway awake. And then um, I came home, went to get an oil change, picked up my, I got to my other babysitting job, was there till four, left there, went to the dance studio till seven, and then now I'm here. So, so you're like a... this is my first time back home and since, like, early this morning. And you're a big workaholic, too. Yeah. Yeah, I do my podcast. I um, I graduated from a broadcasting school um, called Canada School of Broadcasting. And I love that school with everything. But I'm going back to school, too, soon. Well, I was, I, so I had a lot of vacations in the summertime. So I was couldn't do that a lot. So I did like other things and then I did now I'm going to school. I have to do more of my podcast because I've not done my podcast in forever. So, so how did that a lot? So when it comes to doing your podcast, how did that all start? Like how did you get into the podcasting uh genre, I think I guess it would be called so, um, I had a podcasting class with Rich DeSisto, um, and he, it was a podcasting class to, so like, how we would do it, and our final, would had to be two episodes, and it had to been, like, everything we learned, so, like, the intro, the transit, everything. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to do it. So I did um, my first episode that I have now is called Pushing Through the Bullies. And then the second final that I did was Overcoming the Bullies. And the episode one was with Bob Watts. He was in the, like, editing, video editing industry for a while. Um, he went to 6ABC, I think, for 15 years. And now he is a photographer. So... Me and him came together because we had so much, like, the same thing happen to us. And he was also one of my instructors at school. So it was really easy for me to, like, bring him in because we just clicked. 
and we still talk to this day if I need anything he's like please text me like he's kind of been like another like big brother figure to me and I just am so grateful I have that especially him being in the industries and stuff because it helps me out so then I'm like like I'm stuck because like right now like I'm kind of in a like a weird phase right now so I'm kind of trying to figure it out but um so yeah so that's how my podcast got started and then I call I called it Real Talk with Jordan and then I was like you know what I love this like I'm gonna keep on doing it so the episode I have out is Pushing Through the Bullies How I Overcame the Bullies um then there's another one is Life After High School with my best friend Natalie Carmel I love her and then my fourth one is how social media can affect your mental health and I have my cousin um Mikey that did it with me too so that was really fun and then my next one will be for the girls because I found out that a lot of younger girls are now listening to my podcast a lot more which I like that makes me happy because I want them, I basically my podcast is about people that can't stick up for themselves, like people that just, just can't do it. Like I was one of those kids before and it was really hard for me. And um, I just want to give advice and like help the world out a little bit because some things like, I don't know, I just want to be that like little, that person where you can just click on the phone and then go to a podcast and you can listen to me, which sometimes is rough. But um, I usually have, like, special guests on and stuff. But I'm still trying to plan out everything because it's been a little bit harder now. So, but, yeah, so the next one will definitely be for the girls. And I'm thinking it's just going to be me. So, because my friends work. There you go. How many years have you been that, though? Like, it's been, like, a couple months or just one year? A couple months. So, in May, I started it, well, like, kind of April, like, going to May, I started it. And then I really publicly put myself out there when my finals had to be due. And I went on Buzzsprout, where it's this website where you can publicly do it. And you can do Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcast. Now, I pay for the Apple Podcast, which is rough sometimes, because it's a lot of money. But mostly everyone that listens to me is going to apple podcast so that's what i do and then um i went on bus route and i did everything there and they kind of just and my first episode did really good and then like i see the listeners and like my graphs and stuff obviously don't have as many listeners right now but that's because i'm just still getting started and i'm still trying to do everything so Hopefully it'll get easier when I actually have an in, like, studio in my house. So that's what we're doing at this Christmas, apparently. That's what I got told. So, um, yeah, so I can't wait until I have to have stuff in my house so it'll be easier because school's in New Jersey. So it's, like, 30 minutes back and forth. Yeah. Are you still, you're not in, you're still not with them anymore. Like, you're not in Connecticut School of Broadcasting, are you? I'm a graduate. So basically with Connecticut School of Broadcasting is after you graduate, you can come back whenever you want. Set up studio time, whatever you need. There's help there if you need it. You can ask any of your instructors to come back and help. Um, Everything is still there for you. Okay. The board, radio boards are still there. The mics, like everything 
is now like since you went through the class it was a lot of money so like when I went through the classes then now like you don't have to pay for anything else like when you go into studio time like you just go right in you ask hey can I do this day and then they're like yeah and then I go in and I do my thing and then obviously my director has been helping me out a lot lately so um, me and him got grew a really really good connection because I was really nervous to start something like completely new like it went from dance to like broadcasting and I was like oh no this is nerve-wracking but then I kind of got used to being on the mic and then like doing it and having experience I just like I now want to go in there and I just like want to do it like I'm just so excited to like get on air or do something because CSB has a website where you can go online like air on there and like people will join people won't but it's just for your um what's it called just for the feel of it and for you to get used to it because like people are there for tv people are there for radio people are there for podcasting video editing editing everything like the production side the co-host radio side so yeah it's a lot a lot of work how long was the program eight weeks was that like two months? Yes. So then I learned everything. I I learned everything, like all the classes in eight weeks. And then I got my diploma. And then, yeah. Then I kind of like started networking and stuff. And it kind of just helped me out. Then had some pretty big things happen. And then sadly some sad things. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I know things. Yeah, it was rough, man. It was rough. Any of you guys don't know, me and TJ worked at the same. Well, you work there. Yeah, I still I interned there. Got bought out. So it was a very hard topic still for me because I, let me tell you what, the last day I, cr- I cried. I cried because I was like, they're my, they're my radio parents. It was like I was with them every week. And now I'm like, and then like you had to see me like crying in bed watching their like, big announcement and I'm like that was a mess but I'm very thankful for Deanna and Justin on 99.5 WJBR because they gave me an experience that was amazing so I couldn't you know did you have to get up this like we all did like they could probably got up at four I got up at three every day but did you have to get up early and go, go so the first day ever intern at WJBR I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be rough. I just already can tell, which I was super excited that day. So I was up, I got dressed, I did my hair, makeup, everything. And um, so I did that, and, like, I'd be at a 7, or, like, we couldn't figure out what days yet. So we kind of figured it out. So I went from 8 to 10. So um, I, like, just saw what, what Justin did and how he did it, how he produced it. Um, then I got taught some things, and then when they gave me the sad news, um, they just kept wanting me to be on air to get more experience. I did some things back and, like, back and forth, you know, helping Chris out, doing this. But um, yeah, and then they did my own segment called What Up With Club, which was amazing. It was so fun. It was so, so fun, just because it was just great. They and- talked about Huh? Talked about that. I we think did. that they talked about it on air, but they talked about it with me um, 
on Monday. It was either Monday or Tuesday whenever I was there because they were over the board and I was running it for three days. Oh, yes. I forgot. They're so lucky that they were there. Yes, I had my own segment called What Up With Club. And it was amazing because I was like, huh? You want me to do this? Deanna. I was like, no way I can. She's like, Jordan, you got this. And Justin's like, you'll be fine. Because like, I'm like, all right, okay, fine. So then I started telling and doing my own stories from like, when I was in Virginia, I started telling my own story. Because I texted Deanna, I went river rafting. And I was like, Deanna, I have a story for air. And like, Justin was not there that day. I'm like, you know, like, just in case she needs stuff. So I was like, write down on your list. I have a story. And I practiced like 60 seconds and like if I didn't hit it right away it was fine it was fine because I was stressing out I was like Dan I can't get this like I I can't do it and then I did it and then everyone liked it and then that's when I did my what up with the club and then what is which was really weird because like my aunt started at this new job like at like this like allergy place and she was like it's 8 15 she's like okay she was like, I have to put up what what up with club on, on WJBR. And my aunt was like, that's my niece. They're like, what? You know it turned Jordan? And I was like, and like when she told me that, I was like, oh my God. Like I'm thinking no one's listening to me. And like me, like really thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, I need to have better things now. Like I have to have better things to talk about. So it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, the last day was probably, it was an interesting day. The last day, I'll tell you that. I know, I wasn't even like, I didn't even listen in or anything. No? No, and because, yeah, I didn't listen in. And then I just see alerts on my phone, but it's like big announcement, big and I'm like, oh, yeah, Justin, why would you have to do this to me? But I made them all letters before I left and I put them, I put it out on everyone's desk. And so they read it on air. So that was really cool because they're like, we had to tell, we had to tell listeners. Cause I just, I was with them till the end and like, I kind of just stopped going. So it was kind of rough. Were you at the Nemours uh, radiothon? Yes. I was the one talking to you. Yes. Because I was like, who are you talking to? Like, I asked this one guy, I forget his name. Uh, Dan. Not Dan. Not Dan. Oh, I forgot his other name. Tall one. Beto. He's going to look at this and be like, are you serious? Are you serious? Um, Yeah, I couldn't remember. I was like, who are you talking to? Like, like literally like that. Like, never even met the guy. And um, he's like, he's probably like, what the so I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did not mean that. It's for it's bright and early in the morning, and I'm not used to this. And I was like, also, this is just very emotional time. I was like, what is this? And then he was like, listen, it's TJ. And I'm like, what? They were like, you guys never met. I was like, I didn't meet anyone except for like when I was in the studio. Like yeah. I never met. Like that was my first event with them, and I it was a good experience. I liked that. I loved Radiothon. I think it was so cool. I met so many cool like good people and... I, I cried the whole time we were hearing the clips like they were so sad even oh I know oh you had to hear and then they put me on phones Chris is like all right you're gonna do the phones and I'm like 
I can't do this. So I did it for like a little bit. And I was like, Chris, can I please see how they do the board? And he was like, yeah, you can. And then I kind of just like Dan explained it to me. And then I kind of was just back and forth listening. And then I will kind of listening. I couldn't listen because I'm crying and I didn't want to ugly cry there. So I was just like keeping it all in. And then like I got like home and I was like, mom, that was so sad. I was like, that like just tore me apart. I was like, this is, this is sad. And then she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. It was just like weird. It was just like, it was just a crazy experience. And them kids are absolutely so strong. Yeah. Like getting able, like, you have to be at the hospital all the time. You have to do test runs. You have to do treatments. And I envy them kids. Did you do hours? Did you work the full 12 hours? No. no. Uh, you're lucky. You're lucky. I did not have to do that. I went from 7 to 11. God. Then, I... Yeah. Dan, Dan and Justin, well, they, they just knew me. They knew that I would probably crash because, like, I'm not used to, was never used to waking up so early. But, yeah, they were definitely my radio parents, for sure. Because that's all I really know was Dan and Justin for, like, a month or two. And then being on air with them and then, like, having all my family be like listening to me and then they're like me it's like we're not gonna be able to see like hear you anymore i'm like nope yeah which i think i i think i'm gonna start missing it soon because it's just like work like we're on air and justin is just a character he makes he made my days brighter they're just both funny they're so talented and hopefully they will be able to keep the morning show and just bring it somewhere else I did ask them about that, and they they said they're going to try to do like a podcast and maybe like try to get revenue off the app because that's where the app, that's where the uh, music is. It's all on HD two or the app, which is what I have. I mean, I hope so. I love I love their show. The show was really good. I mean, it wasn't bad at all. It was amazing, especially the games they played, like Brainiac the Brainiac. That's or- it. That's a great one. They did that on the last day, too. Oh, good. Well, that was like, they always have that. And they also have one on Fridays, which, Justin, if you're listening to this, or Deanna, you know, I was the best at it. I forget what it's called. It's like, they like picked a, like a, like a, um, like say like water, was it, right? And you had to pick a song with water in it. Or, like, something like that. My first one, I think, was, like, gold or something, or, like, money. So I picked Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. Or something like that. It had something in it. And I won twice, and then Justin took the other victories. That's okay. No, I like I like Justin. Justin's the type of guy that I would probably hang out with in high school. Yes, Justin, he is so funny and he's just and he was super helpful like Deanna and him were just good with me like they were very patient with me and that's what I liked like I learned things but I also got to have fun with them and like get to know them because when I tell you at first I did not speak a word 
Like, I talk on air, but not speak a word to them. Like, I was just so nervous. And then, <laughs> then I got to be myself, and then it kind of just changed from there. And then they were like, go back to when you were quiet. Like, I swear. But no, I'm kidding. Because then I'm always, I was just very loud, and I was always messing with Justin. And, like, how, I don't know, have you ever heard about how when Justin has to go take, like, photo shoots, and how he just hates it in public? Well, he's no. talking about it one morning. And I just, I always, ever since then, like, i just been like, Justin, make sure you smile when you have your uh, future engagement photo shoots. And then he was like, shut up, just stop. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> it was just always a joking round kind of thing. And then me and Deanna always just, it was just us, it was just us girls. So we kind of just ganged up and get Justin in an amazing way. We were all I super nice. I shocked both Justin and Chris with a picture I posted. Um, I dyed my hair black when I was 19. Um, so my age. Yeah. I dyed it black for a hot, I think it was going for like the Norman Bates look. And I even did my eyebrows and this was on Wednesday. I was like, Hey, Justin, I was like, you know what I look like, right? He was like, yeah, yeah. Red hair. I was like, well, I was like, go on my Instagram. You and Chris both go on my Instagram and look at the photo I posted. And they're like, oh my god you look so different i'm like yep so they thought that like it was you then yeah oh my god i could just see both chris and justin's reactions like like just draw like what and like justin go to deanna and be like deanna look at this like i could just see it all happening just like right in yeah i forgot yeah you were working the boards Oh, it, it sucked getting up early. I mean, I can get up early and be fine with it, but, like, I was stressing myself out. Like, I've run so many boards in my time working that, like, it's just, it's all natural to me, but still, like, when it comes to certain, like, morning shows, like, I get freaked out because I'm afraid I'm going to, like, wake up late and then not make it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. See, with me, I'm comfortable talking on the mic. But the boards are something that I'm just going to have to start working on more at school. Like, I know how to do most of it. But, like, fading out, fading in, like, all of that. Not yet. But are, are the boards updated at Connecticut School for broadcasting? Um, I know. Like, there's ones that are where, like, it's, like, kind of. Or that there's the one that, like, at WJVR that goes, what is it, the... Uh, the old one, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, that's like they have both there for us to learn. Because the one, the one where I'm at, it's not newer, and then the one at MGK, that's that's newer as well. Yes, MGK. Or I, you know, I really just I heard um, Eric Johnson on there. I like I tuned in, and I was like, he's there. Like I had no idea. Oh? I had no idea. I forgot. Like I didn't. I didn't really know a lot. Like I just knew that what was happening and how many days I had left, and then and I just was sad and just yeah, kind of just what I did. Yeah. No. I uh, I listened to Eric's first day on the air. That was good. Yeah. It was. He's so good. Like he really is. Like it's crazy of how much his voice changes. Like. In person, like when he's like talking to us, he's different. But when he's on air, I'm like, 
that's him like it's just crazy like that's just talent right there yeah i got to meet i got to meet mike rossi for the first time and last time I did too. I met him at the Radiothon. Never met this guy. I was like, who is Mike Rossi? Who is he? And then Deanna's like, he's an afternoon. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, you're going to meet him today. I was like, no, uh, really? And I was so excited. So I met him. I was like, hi, Mike. Like, I was so, like, it was, it was just like crazy. Cause like, I hear him, but I don't see him. Yeah. So I met him and then like, we kind of were talking and stuff. He's like, you're doing great. Like, really good like you know and I'm like yeah like I'm trying but yeah Mike he's a cool dude yeah I like cool. we I used to so I started working in JBR in Memorial actually on Memorial Day I did 6 to 12 uh 6 to 2 oh my god wait this Memorial Day yeah oh my god so and I did yeah I so I did the Memorial Day when they were all down at Dewey Beach and then we, they did all these other events and I was a part of it. I was like, this is really fun. The only thing I hate about JVR was the board. The board, the buttons were so stiff. And every yes. time I, <laughs> yeah, and I used to have like press on it, like, like really press on it. I'm like, dang. Yeah, I hated it. I, I really wanted to beat, I really wanted to punch the board like and just destroy it. It's so, it was so annoying. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't really do, like, I just mostly did, like, kind of, like, saw how Justin did things, and he really helped me out. And then Deanna was like, just be yourself, loud, louder. And I was like, okay, okay. And then now they had to turn me down sometimes because I'd be so loud. So it kind of just, like, I don't know. The radio world, I love it. I love it because it's just, like, everyone is so themselves. And then, like, when they get on air, they're even better. So, yeah. I don't know. I just think that it's a really good community to be in. And I have so, like, so many plans. Like, I have so many things in the back of my mind. Like, what if I become this one day? This and this. And I'm like, it's bad. Like, I don't stop. So. Like, you're one of us now, pretty much. Yeah. And then, like, now I'm just like, oh, my God, I should do this. Like, if I ever have something or. You know, and it's just like it's horrible because it just goes to my brain. I'm like, Jordan, let's learn everything before we do any of this, please. So, yeah, I know. Deanna was like, she she said something when we first did Wild with Club. The first fast moving intern or something. I have to go back and check. And I looked at her and I was like, no, no. I'm like, uh huh. I was like, yeah, thanks, Deanna. But I was just like, and she was just laughing the whole time because I'm just like, fast moving, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because then I, they're going to expect more. Yeah. But no, they were fine. That's the thing, too. Like, I, I've i learned so much working in radio and I've gotten some on air time as well doing commercials. And every time I, the one thing I hate about doing commercials, I, I think I have like a learning disability when it comes to certain words i'm like uh what does this say like, no that's me i that's actually you? had a learning disability in high school still have quite an iep and so like i was always in the small group classes and i was i can't read for my life of me like i can but i'm just like what is this word and then like sometimes like trying to spell it out i'm like i don't know i don't know so like 
that yeah I definitely understand you there that like will be the hardest part for me but either way like I don't know definitely commercial I'm yeah I had to do them in like school as practice and like I'd freeze up like yeah. first ever time on the mic just with my classmates listening to me I was like uh they're like are you gonna talk and I'm like what do I say again like I just get so nervous I hate reading spots. I I mean, I'm good at I know I'm good at it, but one of the, I don't know if you met Laura, she's my boss, but she told me she wants to uh, train me on how to pronunciate words and to slow down when I'm reading spots. I'm like, okay. I was like, you can do that if you want. Yeah, I get, I get so nervous sometimes. I'm just like, and then they're like turn slow down yeah that's me i read it i whenever i read i stumble over my words a lot and i've been trying to work on that even when i talk to people too i always talk and i always find myself talking too fast to stumble over my words yeah definitely yeah i kind of just i just go for it it's either go big or go home. That's what I always kind of told myself. That's what I've been doing. And I've been sticking to my word. So hopefully, like, maybe I'll be on air one day. Especially not right now. Definitely not right now. But when I get, grow a little bit more. Because I still have my podcast. So, like, if there were listeners, like, following my Intern Jordan accounts on Facebook. um, I always have my podcast link somewhere. Try TikTok as well, because that's actually another oh, yes. good... I do TikTok, too. Yeah. I'm a TikTok queen. I, I'm on TikTok 24-7. I have my links in my bio. I talk about it on TikTok. Yeah. Do you get a lot of views? No. no. Actually, like 400, 500, 600. That's it. That's, like, really mostly where I go to. It's weird. I mean... I first started TikTok, I was getting like 400, 500, and it was like, I was kind of bored. And then I made a scripted series. I made like a stupid video where I was being stalked. And that got a lot of traction, like 6,000 views in one minute, like not one minute, but like 20 minutes, 6,000 views. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, this is weird. And then it got 10,000. And I was like, well, let's see how far I can go with this whole stalking thing. And I gained so many followers. I was like, whoa, I was like, I broke the system. And now I know that the people who watch my videos are more attracted to these scripted, stupid series that I'm doing when it, you know what I mean? Then yeah, just. Yeah, I get that. So. Yeah, I think what I do for TikToks is my transitions. Uh, that's what I actually talked about in my segment, what I've club I did transitions like Deanna I don't know when you saw when she got her hair done like I think like a month ago maybe and she did like a transition on her Instagram um I do a lot of them a lot of transitions I go to a lot of concerts too I love concerts I go to I feel like every concert pink I went to which oh are you a Taylor are you huh are you a Swifty as they call them I am a Swifty, but not too much of a Swifty to know what Travis and Taylor are doing every minute of every game. So, yeah, that's a little much wow. for me. But, um, but, yeah, I've always been a Swifty. You cannot tell. 
My room has Taylor Swift in it. I could, yeah, I see it. Now yeah, I do. this is like my childhood room. So, still. Wow. Still have the pink, everything. So it's like definitely so little kid vibes, but it's okay. So I guess your favorite music would be more pop in a way, I guess? Pop, but I listen to more country. Okay. I grew up with country all my life. And then I just loved it ever since. And then Luke Hems came out with stuff. And I was like, I love it. I love them. And I got my dad hooked. I got my mom hooked on them. And then my dad, I got my dad hooked on country music a lot more. And because my aunts really introduced it to me. So every time I was with them, it was just always country. Always Luke Bryan. And then I saw Luke Bryan in concert, which I was so thankful for. Because he was my all-time favorite country singer. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah. Like, I remember going to XTU's um, events. Like, I have little, like, I have pictures of me, like, up on my intern Jordan account. And I'm, like, I've just, like, had so much fun just, like, being there. All the country music lovers. Um, but, yeah, pop, country, like, rap. A little not bit. As much. Like, I can listen to rap and I can rap. Like, not really rap, but, like, try to, thinking I'm good. But um i don't know i just pop in mostly country i listen to not really as much rap yeah i mean i listen to everything i can't really listen to the new rap nowadays because it's just it's not good to me i mean post malone's gibberish yeah well post malone's the only one I'll, I'll really listen to like the only new rapper but like i listen to all the old stuff um because i feel like it's more real i mean Everyone today is just talking about like the same thing. It's so it's just tedious in my it's eyes. Bad. The things they do say and like saying, and I'm like, and I listen. I'm like, whoa, all right. And then even my mom, like sometimes, like she's like, have you don't listen to this rap song? It's so inappropriate. And I'm like, all right, mom. And I obviously like, I'm like, all right. Now I gotta look this up and see how appropriate it is because she sometimes likes to be a little too exaggerating. But I was like, okay, yeah. Never mind. This is awful. But I mostly like Beyonce, and then I grew up with that, like with dance, hip hop. I feel like parents are too um, over. A lot of parents aren't really overprotective, but I know some parents today that still are. Like when you say that, yours. My parents are still strict with me. They're so strict. I'm like sixteen years old, and like don't know anything, and I'm like. Are you serious? Are you serious? They're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do they and get like, Do they get weird when you go on dates and stuff too? <laughs> no. My mom's like, get a picture. Get a picture. Which I only went on like two dates and that's it. So my, but I hate bringing boys around. That's like the big most, I hate it. I hate it. Because my first ever boyfriend I brought around was at with my parents. Mom had a little bit of um, some drinks in her. And, um, like, she was grilling this kid. Grilling him. And I'm, like, looking at her. And I'm, like, shut up. Shut up. Like, stop. Like, stop talking. And I'm, like, Dad, are you going to get her? She, he's, like, oh, no. You got to let that thing go. And I'm, like, No. And then, like, a couple months later, I mean, like, a couple weeks later, we broke up. And I'm like, you jinxed it. 
So ever since then, like, she knows how mad I was at her. So, like, I literally am like, do not see nothing. Don't see anything. Don't grab them. Nothing. And then ever since then, she's been a little bit more lenient. What do you mean? Obviously. What do you mean by grilling, though? That's. Oh, what do you do? What, when did you uh, go to this school? What did you do here? Well, then what did you do there? And I'm just like, every move. Every move. How old are you? Which, what are you going to major in? I'm like, mom, can you let this guy go? Can you let this guy go? Like, this poor kid is, like, going to be like, I can't date you. Like, your mom's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Sorry. Like, I... but no, she did calm down. I was in a relationship for nine months. And so he was around sometimes. And um, she liked him in a way. But then, like... We broke up and she was like, okay, you know, how it is. And then now I'm here grinding on work more than anything now. It gets worse than that. I mean, I work mm-hmm. their age, so I know exactly how it is. Yeah, I have like three, four, like it's just crazy how much. And then the day I'm like exhausted and then I'm like, get I'm me so- home. Get me to my bed, please. You breaks on the weekends too, or no? Um, yeah. So, well, the dance studio will need me a couple weekends here and there from oh god, from like eight to one, I think. Teaching, so that's just gonna be long it's- hours. But um, yeah, I do. Like Fridays, like we'll be like slowing down a little bit, slowing down a lot, and then. Saturday hits, but on a normal Saturday, I'm in Westchester. So, well, I've been, but usually I'm home, like, doing stuff with my family. So, Sunday, we always have family dinners, so I'm always there. And then I come home, and then I'm like, wow, I'm exhausted from being in Westchester for staying up till 4 a.m. in the morning. It's time to go to bed. Because, like, my friends are just, they, they're night owls, and I'm not. I'm usually in bed by nine, ten o'clock sometimes. And they're up till like one, two, three, four, and I'm like, I was sleeping. Like they'll just like be on the phone together and I'm just sleeping. Not even nope, not doing anything. So Are they party animals? No. Well yeah, it's different. Um, not really. Depends on what their mood is. Me? No. I don't have time to be, if anything, because I'm here, I'm there, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm helping someone out, I'm babysitting this, and so, like, there's not really much time for me, so, but I mostly just go there, and they're like, don't go to sleep on me, and I'm like, I want to go to sleep, (laughs) I'm like, it is 4 a.m. in the morning, like, girl, I need to go to sleep, and then, like, I'd fall asleep, and then, like, they wouldn't fall asleep till 5, and they'd wake up later than me, and then I was like, whatever. That's I how, get this right. I can't stay up late anymore. I mean, I don't even know what time it is now, but I can't it stay is up. Ten o'clock. Really? PM. Wow. Doesn't even feel like we've been talking for like two hours almost. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. That's why I like doing these like podcasts. I like doing interviews with people because like you learn so much about somebody in two hours when it comes to 
you know, it just like in real life, because like, I feel like if we, if we talked at where, you know, where we're at, we would only talk for maybe five minutes. That's how, that's what we do. Like I talked to maybe like, I talked to Eric for 10 minutes the other day and I was like, all right, I got to run. That's because I was busy. Yeah, like, especially, like, after, like, when it's nighttime and you're, like, chilling out. Mind you guys, it is nighttime here. It's 10 p.m. here, which is perfectly fine because I don't mind doing this stuff because it's podcasting. I love podcasting, so this is yeah. natural to me, especially, like, being at school for so many hours some days. That was a lot. So, like, talking on the mic for hours, I was like, oh. So define like, huh define like how many hours um it depends like now since like i don't have class anymore and like i have to go on my own time uh hopefully i'll get in during the day because i definitely can't do night times because <laughs> i might fall asleep on that opry like the, op the board like i might just pop to sleep and then they're like jordan 11 o'clock you need to wake up because sometimes my classes don't get done till 11 10 or 11 and my parents didn't want me to do that in Terry New Jersey they were like please don't do that like it's dark really dark out there like let's just do daytime so then we did daytime mm. and then some pretty awesome kids there very talented there's a lot of talented people there so hopefully I haven't been no no one of my friends know what I'm doing like none of them from school I haven't talked to anyone, so, like, when I go in, I'm like, where have you been? You have not been here in months, and I'm like, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And then, like, I'll obviously sit down and tell them what is going on and what I'm doing. But I mostly did everything by myself. Mm. I'm working by myself at the grocery park for, um, what was it called, for the town festival. That's how I got to WJPR. Yeah. Well, my dad made me do it. And then, wow. I like, I can't do that. and then I was like, did it, email Chris and talk to Deanna and then kind of just set me off from there. And then, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Two, two months can do. Well, I mean, hey, you still, you're just starting. So, I mean. I'm still kicking it. I don't know how. Because, like, think about it, like, it's just like, like, I'm running around every single day, constantly. So, but I'm, I think I'm starting to build like a, um, and I can't drink any caffeine oh. because coffee, because I have severe anxiety from actually getting bullied and stuff. Coffee brings my anxiety to like, boom, like over the roof, shaking, can't stop. I, my brain just can't stop going. So I can't do any caffeine. Ouch. <laughs> so I'm living on nothing. Sugar. Not really sugar. I just drink coffee. And... Lucky. I wish I could. Without shaking uncontrollably. And I'm like, like I came home one day and like my mind was just so I gotta do this. I gotta do my mom was like, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. What about monster? You can you drink that or not? Uh-uh. My heart. I'll be like, ooh. Because I'm tiny. And so, like, drinking all of that in my body and then, like, doing things, like, I just know. Like, I will be, like, off these balls. 
like I'm literally like I feel like I'm a little kid sometimes because when I have sugar like because like I don't really eat like I'm very I don't eat a lot and that's just who I am like I do some days I don't even eat a meal like I'll snack not even a meal I know bad but that's how I used to always used to be even since I was a little kid so like when stuff isn't like it's like not as much sugar and then like I eat something it's just like like I have energy but like today I have no no energy no energy at all yeah I just drink coffee and occasionally well actually I drink Pepsi all the time and then I do have a couple beers depending on my mood I love that I love that yeah I'm 19 so I am not legal to drink oh you could but it would be illegal yeah, and I can't do that. Yeah. Walls. Gotta follow them, I guess. No. Yeah. Before you know it, in two years, I'm going to be 21, and then they're going to... And I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because I'm going to be so like, I can't do that, but they're like, oh, wait, you're 21. You can do that. Oh. Once, you, once you get to a certain age, you just kind of like... I don't know. I feel like I simmered down a lot. I stopped going to bars probably around... Uh, like, Probably when I was 24, I stopped going because it was just wasn't fun. Yeah. I went for bucks every every week. I would waste like a hundred dollars just going to a bar talking to a bunch of people I didn't know. Yeah, no way. I like I'm a social bug, but like you have to start talking to me, like in public. Like if I know you, you're fine. But like if like it is some like just random person just trying to like know you need to talk to me first because I can't do that. I get like anxiety i don't know it's so weird yeah no i uh i'll never forget the day i went to a bar then we went to a casino i lost five thousand dollars once at the casino i won it in blackjack and then one they were like you want to play again i'm like yeah i'm gonna win it all and lost it. wow that is um yeah i don't think no, I don't think I'm going to be a casino girl. No, oh, it's not fun. It, I think it's... I'm going to be the, like, I don't know. I always think to myself, like, I always ask my mom, I'm like, well, what do you think I'm going to be? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, okay. So I don't know. Definitely probably just karaoke bar girl. Oh, I love karaoke. I love karaoke. I can do it anytime, anywhere. That's just who I am. I did karaoke... When I was 21 for a long, I did it like every weekend. It was so fun. Sang Backstreet Boys, um, Robin the uh, Blurred Lines. I sang. That. Oh yes, yeah, I know all them. I grew up with all of them for my mom. Backstreet Boys, Boys the Men. Your parents are young, from what you told me. I mean, yes, my mom is 39 and my dad is 41. My parents are old. I mean, my parents are like 64 and almost 60. I'm like, wow. Well, also, they are, my parents had me at a young age. Yeah. 19 or 20 years old. My dad, eh. my mom, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I don't have any kids yet. Not yeah. Yet. Save it up, my. They're a lot. They're a lot. I mean, I want to. Definitely. 
one day. Yeah, when I'm 30, what, around 30 years old, probably. I like that. Yeah, see, I have a whole, like, I always think that I always had a little, like, even since I was, like, a little girl. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get married at 25, and then I'm going to start having babies at, like, 27. Why, why two years? I don't know. It's my brain. Like, my little brain. Now I'm like, do I want any kids? So I don't think I could, I could do, I don't know. Like, I don't think I would have, like, I have energy now, which I do have energy, but I love the kids who I babysit. They're so good. Yeah. My child comes out really good. Score. Uh, That's all not. I was not good. I was very stubborn. But I learned the hard way, I guess, from my parents. But now here I am, living in the world. Yeah, definitely. Trying to. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get out of here. I should probably get out of here because i got to get up early tomorrow. Not as early as 3 a.m., but... Five? Seven. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's me. I have to get up. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. We'll have you back on soon. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was really I, fun. I'm sure we'll see each other more. I don't know. Well, yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe. We'll talk. We'll talk after I uh, stop recording. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Wow. What a great interview. I love interviews like this. I really do. It's See, when I do these interviews, I like doing interviews that are an hour and 30 minutes or two hours long because you really get a lot out of somebody. You really get to hear their story. And it's very therapeutic, I think, personally, in my eyes. But, man, that was a great interview. Maybe I'll do a, her show, maybe. Hopefully. If she ever does her podcast, we'll do her show. I think that would be fun. But, hey. All right, so next week... I'm planning to have another interview. I'm also planning to do a conspiracy theory video. Maybe that or maybe that will be tomorrow. Maybe I'll do a conspiracy theory podcast and have that out tomorrow. Yeah, that that would be fun doing it on a Saturday. Plus, I also have movie interviews. I may just do four next week because we are coming up very close to you know, October 31st. It's only October 6th. But you know, we got we got to get this thing going. Oh, well. All right. So that's it for today. Love you all to death. See you guys next week for more fun shows, Halloween interviews, scary stories from the dark, and more. And um, that's it. So I'll see you guys later. And, yeah. Also, I am planning something very fun. And it may happen this October. If not, I'm not going to be upset. But I'm in talks with a few people that do haunted attractions. And I'm going to see if they will allow me and a band to come and play at their uh, play at their event. So either Bates Motel, Field of Screams, Frightland, Penhurst, Jason's Woods. I'm in talks with these guys. If I can get a band to come in and play... I'll be doing a podcast live from one of the haunted attractions. 
That's something in the making, though. That could be this year. If it's not this year, it could be next year. Who knows? Like I said, I'm talking with people. Maybe I'll get some news next week. All right. I'm done for today. Love you all to death, and yeah. Bye.